every day it feels like a blur and that's also why time is passing so quickly i know this sounds like a broken record but i am interested in elevating the every day talk about this a lot but I think this is another monthly goal of mine why you ask well I know this sounds like some millennial bs if it walks like one and talks like one but there's this theory that millennials like to make everything feel special because all they want is to feel rich and unique <laughs> the irony is that there's so many of us but like honestly why not why not try to make everything the best and ideal version that you want it to be the word elevate is kind of like <laughs> but you know what i think it can add some value for all of us these days especially when all the days seem to like blur together into one large blob even though we're in the year 2021 a big part of me still feels like i'm in 2020 <laughs> I will say that 2021 is hands down way better than the year 2020, but it's still not my ideal. And I think, you know, part of that is that as at the risk of sounding cliche, life is what you make of it. So I feel like something I want to work on is elevating the everyday. I love fancy shit and it makes me feel good. Quote of the day, week, month. Here. And I'm not here to talk about like ways to spend more money, but I'm here to talk about ways to spend your time to make everything feel special. And you know, being a millennial, I feel like first of all, I am too old to be caring about what Gen Z thinks of me. But I also know that people love to hate on us and especially some of our core values, like making everything feel as special as we possibly possibly could because what more do we want than to feel rich and unique even though ironically there's so many of us it's not humanly possible but collectively we're working towards being unique if that makes sense it definitely does not we're full of irony it's just like an iron irony clad existence being a millennial but i don't know that i'd have it any other way as if she could choose. But honestly, why not try to make everything the best and most ideal version that you want it to be? I feel like self-care is definitely this overplay term. Ugh. <laughs> My pre-pandemic routine involved a lot of like seeing the esthetician, going to get facials, getting body scrubs, and you know what? Self-care is a lot of goddamn work. <laughs> a lot of work and I just think back to simpler times. I feel like I used to jump through all those hoops and do all those things for my body in the name of self-care, in the name of recharging my battery, but oftentimes some of those activities would make me feel more tired. Granted, like I loved doing things like getting a facial and made me feel very pretty and fancy and nice, but like at this given moment in time, there's just no way I'm gonna be laying down on a table for like two hours without a mask on like call me crazy but i think that the key part of what makes a self-care routine effective is that it actually makes you happy <laughs> and you know i spent a lot of time like many 20 year olds it's like a rite of passage that you spend an entire decade chasing 
people, things, situations, experiences that you think will make you happy because everyone else is telling you that that's what you need to be happy and in the end you just feel exhausted. And so it got me thinking about like what I used to do that used to make me feel really happy or what are some really easy examples of elevating the everyday. And one of my favorite memories from my childhood is spending the summer with my neighbors. And let me explain. I lived in a little cul-de-sac as a kid and all along the cul-de-sac there were lots of other little kids my age and it was great because as an only child that meant I had always someone around to play with. I could just go around the street, knock on everyone's door and see who was home. But best of all, a lot of these kids were girls my age. And one of the things we would do, we would obviously spend like hours and hours and hours outside. But one of the things we would do often was we would have little tea parties. And it wasn't just like your regular old pretend tea party. This was like a real tea party. We were really having tea because someone would bring their tea set and we would all kind of like rotate. Whoever's house we were at, we would use their tea set. And at the time in my garage, this was like a time in my life when my parents still consumed soda <laughs> like we bought soda this like doesn't exist in our home anymore but they would go to Costco and buy like these pallets of dad's root beer and they would keep them in the garage so I would go in through the garage and I would grab a can of this dad's root beer soda and I would top up that teapot and then we would you know serve tea and put sugar in it and then we would just sip away and just quietly get high off of this sugar <laughs> But it was really nice and it's like we could have been drinking that root beer out of a can, uh, which is like horrifying to think about like now that, you know, I think about what's in that soda and how little we were. But it was a different time. People were less freaked out about those things and maybe I should still be less freaked out about those things but then this is not about that just the act of like taking the soda and putting it in a cute little teapot and like making a whole deal out of it was really fun and nice it was a small thing wasn't anything fancy but it really elevated our experience and we would do that quite often like we had this little spot under a tree on the sidewalk where we would just plop down and enjoy this tea time and I just feel like when you're little too maybe because you have like so much time for your imagination and like to do things um that you don't have when you become an adult and have responsibilities but like everything is a big deal like everything you do is such a production and it's not like in the dramatic way you know some people are like oh it's such a production but it was like it's a production everything felt special even if that meant like we were having these like dirt soup parties even when we would like you know mix up all this dirt and put flowers in it and then serve it up we would eat like banquet style it was that big of a deal I just kind of thought like well what's the difference between that and like what I'm doing for myself now and like why can't I have that much fun in my current 
state of life. And I think it's because back then we had the time and the willingness to do those things and make them special. And elevating the everyday is all about taking the time to do nice things for yourself. And I think like at the end of the day, that's really what people think about self-care. And it's hard when you're an adult and you get like caught up in all of this self-care mumbo jumbo. Like, I don't know about you, but I feel like most of my information about self-care comes from the internet. Most of my information about the world, period, comes from the internet. And what's hard to differentiate nowadays is that like the line between sales and commerce and like ideas are very blurred. Everything is for sale if you know what I mean, like even self-care. And I'll like, just to kind of bring my point home, I feel like one of my favorite jobs to this day was a job I had at the mall. And it's a little fraught. The situation is fraught. I think like of all the people who work there, I probably had the most positive experience. And even I'm walking away from it like kind of confused. <laughs> but I worked for this store at the mall that shall go unnamed, but they were really into self-care. They had a very like earthy, natural kind of flavor to them. And they were very into self-care. And I obviously was a sales associate at this store which meant that I was drinking a lot of the Kool-Aid that they were doling out. I think, you know, the way that this store operated was kind of clever in that they would really, they would try to get their employees really hooked on the products and like the ideals of the company. And then, you know, naturally that would translate because when you think you're passionate about something, when someone brainwashes you into being passionate about something, you will come off as passionate and that is very infectious when interfacing with potential customers. But anyway, this store was all about like earthy goodness and self-care and we had a pretty good employee discount at this store and I will say that like most of my money that I made at this time was immediately reinvested into this store. And one of the big reasons that I felt so good and excited about spending my money there was that I thought I was indulging in self-care. And I mean, like, first of all, like the main reason was that like we all get a little high when we spend money sometimes and we buy new things. It's always fun to have new things in our life. The novelty gives me such a rush. But the other high was that, you know, I've been like drinking up this Kool-Aid thinking that, oh, I am a young woman and like I am a young woman who is into self-care. And you know what? Nothing about how I spent my money or I spent my time in that place really equaled care for myself. I don't think that I was like recharged by that experience or like by anything that happened at that store or anything that I bought at that store. I distinctly remember because at the time I worked about three jobs and this was like the third of the three. 
and I would wait for my shift to start and I would do that by like laying on the couch with my eyes closed for 30 minutes taking a little disco nap because I was so tired I was so tired and I needed to like take a little nap before I got to work and I think the thing that was equally hard is that I am such I mean like the verdict's still out some people think I'm introverted but I think I'm extroverted and I'm now learning that there's this thing called an extroverted introvert but I just get really wound up when I'm around other people like they really energize me but like I get so spun up to the point where like I feel good in the moment when I'm with them but the minute that I leave it's just like I crash and so you know it worked out because I was going there and I was having a great time and I was making little friends at the mall and I was enjoying my job thinking that I was promoting and indulging in self-care but the problem was that I thought I was doing these simple little easy things for myself to take care of myself but really I was still exhausted I was still closing my eyes resting my eyes for like 30 minutes to an hour before I had to go to my job and coming home still tired and then like not really taking home my full paycheck because I was spending it at my job So I just think about like some of the things that I used to do and how I could have really seized the moment, made the most of my situation. And I think if I had gone a little more creative instead of like spending my time like guzzling all that Kool-Aid, doing things that I thought I should have been doing because people were telling me that self-care was good and like the way to indulge in self-care is to spend money on yourself. And like there's nothing wrong with that. I love to spend money. But it doesn't always mean that like it's not a a one-to-one equation or ratio. Just because you spend the money doesn't mean you'll feel good. And what I've started to realize is that time is so valuable and precious. I know I've ranted about this so many times. But I just think about all the hours I spent at that job. And I didn't really get anything like, well, okay, this is a lie. I was going to say I didn't really get anything out of it. But I definitely walked away with some like friends that I've now had for I think a lifetime like some of my best friends I met at that job and I really did love the products but I don't think that like they weren't giving me these memories like the root beer tea party that I look back on and I'm like what a simple easy happy yet elevated time in my life and I think there's a lot of ways that we can elevate the everyday and it just takes time and I just I think the hard thing is that like when people are like oh you want me to spend time on myself it's like oh please no that sounds so tiring because we're so busy spending our time on other people that we just don't have enough for ourselves and cue the meltdown I know this makes me sound selfish, but I think it's all about, this is like a part of growing up, is it not? Like you learn that you you too need time for yourself, even if it's just a tiny bit. You need to reclaim some of that time and spend it doing things like pouring your wine into a wine glass instead of a plastic cup like I do sometimes. Or taking time to do little silly things that make you feel like you're doing something special and fun and fancy, like making a cheese board. Who's to say you can't make a cheese board for yourself? 
I think that's a great idea. So this week, I just wanted to talk about that and how to really find a place where we're doing things that make us feel good. This is a monthly goal that I have, and I'm wondering, what do you do to make the everyday special or elevated? Let me know. Leave us a review. Let us know in the reviews section of Apple Podcasts or send us an email at givingyoupodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you think. And this week, let's cheers to root beer tea parties, to lazy summer afternoons, and to self-care that feels worth it. (laughs) Self-care that makes you feel special. And that's not necessarily a face mask. (laughs) Maybe it's a cheese board. You do you. All right. Clink. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye.